0: episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. On this week's episode, Mike Stockton stops back on the show, and we get into it about oddball case materials. As always, this was a great episode with Mike, so get ready and sit back, because it's time for another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast.
1: Welcome everybody to episode 80 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast, 80, octogenarian. Uh, We made it. We made it to 80. Um, That's crazy. Eighty. I think we've taken a couple weeks off here and there, but like almost essentially 80 weeks in a row. Uh, And for those of you who have read the title, you know that we have, I think, for the fourth time with us, uh, our buddy Mike Stockton from Fratello. So, Mike, great to have you on the show again. It's great to be here, (laughs) but you know why I'm so excited. I do know why you're excited because for the first time, for the first time, we have Mike Stockton (laughs) – and Spangler on the same episode. So what? there he is, ladies
2: and gentlemen. Theory has
0: been Only six, debunked. Four times.
2: Your theory has
0: been yes. debunked. <laughs> they are not the same people. They're not. Yes, the same unfortunately, person. everybody. I am not Mike Stock. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> well, I am definitely yeah. not Evan because I see him right now, and he has flowing locks, and uh, I most
0: definitely don't. Yeah, <laughs> flowing locks and a recently acquired, really bad mustache. Kind of looking like wigs. East, like uh, what? What's that
2: show on uh, HBO, Eastbound and Down? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, Kenny Powers. <laughs> a
1: little bit, little, bit, uh, yep, a little, yep, little. Yep, Kenny Powers. Yep. Little bit, <laughs> little Kenny Powers five. <laughs> um, so here's Don't my question, Spangler. Just based on that, based on that comment, how do you have a recently acquired mustache? Did you shave off the rest of the beard? Because for most As of, of today. us, okay, so for most of us, mustaches are not something that happen. They happen gradually. Just But I think that's how the science works, right? They, they, they grow in some, some happen faster than others, but it takes a few days at least.
0: Well, you know, you have to release the mustache, right? You can grow it out and have your facial hair, but it's really not a mustache. It, you know, it is hair on your upper lip while you have the beard. It's not a mustache yet. It really truly becomes its own thing when you fully release it. Yeah. And she takes, okay, I'll give you that. So that happened recently then. That was about 12 hours ago. But no bolo tie. (laughs) No Bolo. The Bolo is still being unpacked currently in my horrific living conditions right now. Well, there we go. Well,
3: it's not not that horrific. There's crown
0: molding in your room. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's crown molding (laughs) in about 20 boxes on the ground.
1: This is just various states of unpack or packed up. So anyway, well, we will start as we always do. And we'll start with our guest, uh, Mike.
2: What is on the wrist and what is in the drink in no particular order? So on my wrist, it's no surprise if you've checked out Instagram lately, but I am wearing my Tudor Black Bay 58 silver. I refuse to call it the 925 because it's just too many too many numbers, but it's the silver one. <laughs> yeah, so I am wearing that faithfully, and um, we'll talk about it, I guess, in a little bit. And in my glass is actually something new, too. I stumbled upon it. I needed to buy some table bourbon. And um, I walked into Total Wine down here in Florida, and they had one bottle left of a new release called George Dickel 8-Year-Old Bourbon. So this is not a Tennessee whiskey. It's a Mm -hmm. bourbon. So it's not charcoal, oh. charcoal filtered and um, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I, I I bought it just because I pretty much tried every other kind of George Dickel product and liked it. And um, then I got home, of course, and looked it up after I bought it and found it. Yeah, it was like three or four weeks uh, since I'd released mm. it. So yeah, it's good. 30 bucks. nice, Not bad. There you go. Yeah.
0: How about you guys? Spengler, what have you got? Um, Well, for the most part of the day, I had been wearing my Synchron Military, Mm. but obviously we're talking with Mike tonight, so there's only one watch I could really wear, and of course, it's my Omega Speedmaster. Nice. Omega Speedmaster. Yours might be an Omega, I think. This one was made in 2012. Okay, so you're right. It is an Omega. You're right. Yeah, Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, However, the replacement parts could be pre-Omega. So you never know. Hmm. So we're going to, to put, a,
1: put an umlau over the, the E instead of the wine. Maybe I don't, I don't think that even actually works. It exists, <laughs> but we can do it.
0: Omega. <laughs> 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 we'll call it that from now That's what we'll call my watch. The Umega. Omega. Okay. <laughs> the Omega. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've got that uh, old faithful on the wrist tonight and, and the drink Unfortunately, I had a few too many uh, PBRs last night, so I'm sticking with just some good old-fashioned Baton Rouge tap water tonight. Nice. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. 8 out of 10. Nice.
1: Are there any particles Strong. in it, like in Cincinnati?
0: <clears throat> Apparently, Baton Rouge has one of the best uh, water, I guess, systems in the United States, weirdly enough. It's one of the cleanest or something. I don't know. Read that well, somewhere. I mean, s-
1: Swamps are supposed to filter water pretty good. Like, it, like I remember that from elementary school science. Like, the water coming out of the swamp is way cleaner than anything that goes into the swamp. Right. So, like, just that they're nat- nature's filtration system.
3: Well, plus Shrek yeah, always perfect. looks so healthy. You figure. <laughs> yeah. Good clean water great. supply. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, that's what I'm wearing, and uh, that's what I've got on the wrist. All right, Buzzy. What have you got?
3: All right. The watch that I'm wearing tonight is to celebrate... Two people coming together as one podcast episode. That's right. This has something for both Mike Stockton and Spangler. I'm wearing my first gen Tag Heuer formula. Oh, wow. Well done. (laughs) Wowzers. So I've got the uh, black. It's so small. It is. It's great. So little. So
2: great though. So great. Yeah.
3: Got the black dial with the green handset and the green uh, minute uh, track uh, colorway. I've, so good! It's what? the uh, later metal case one, and it has a jubilee bracelet, which is sure to to hit the right notes with Mister Spangler. Oh,
0: it's way to go! It's great watch.
3: I I um, brought it to the last red bar. It received accolades such as rad. Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) that's obviously high praise it even got a uh a dibs uh from someone that uh if i ever were to sell it that i needed to talk to him first although i am willing to give you super dibs mike but i've got no plans to sell it right now yeah it's
2: like it's in Mm -hmm. great shape
3: yeah i uh i don't even remember what forum i bought it off of this was from um watch uh hobby part one so it's probably about 10 years old when i mm-hmm. bought it i mean obviously it's from the 80s um highly recommend also if anyone's going to like radwood the uh the the car show for uh, 80s and 90s cars i think this would be dead on dynamite uh dynamite wristwatch for you yeah so what year is it from buzz it late 80s, because originally they had the composite cases and the um, metal case, the steel case, came after.
0: Gotcha.
2: So I'm a big fan of the chronographs that they made at that time as well. I don't have one. But um, I remember I went to the first time that Formula One came back to the US. So it went to India in 2001, I believe. And... There was a guy like two rows up. I think he was wearing jorts, which was pretty cool. And um, he was wearing one of those uh, Formula One chronographs with an orange dial. And I was like, "Man, Ooh. I need that." And I've never picked one up, but I think you can get them for like six hundred, seven hundred bucks. And um, mm-hmm. it's bigger than uh, just the three hander. So maybe
3: one day. So yeah, I. I mean, I know that uh, Tag Heuer gets a gets a lot of gruff from from collectors. I do have a a very soft spot for the the later like '90s early oh, yeah. 2000s Tag. the The Chronos are de- they're definitely busy, but I mean, it's inherently a busy type of watch. So, kind of, who cares? Um, and some of the I don't like the dial with the Arabics, but uh some of them with just the markers. Okay, yeah, it's quartz. Who cares though? Like the bracelet's cool, it it's good. Like you know, it's not uh not the fanciest watch in the world. I think um, you need
2: you need a two tone link from back in the day. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that drip, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually
3: do have a friend with an all stainless steel link they got. See? His uh, Godfather. It, it's a good looking watch. It, yes, it's of a period, but I think it's cool. They are cool. I don't and they're care, cheap. Who knows? You
2: can get them for nothing, yeah. basically.
3: And, and it's. No one can complain that it's. Um, you know, oh well that's just just uh, a homage to some other thing. There's so many so many things in the watch world that get recycled and recycled and recycled, and you know, all of that design DNA is just wholly uh tag hoyer.
2: Very good point. So what's in the glass? Or what was in, in the glass? glass? Yeah, what
1: well, was not the glass? <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> not not so much anymore. Uh, I'm enjoying a uh, Chavez Regal Twelve oh. tonight. Um, always a good choice. It's it's essentially, you know, one one of my favorites. I would say. And I mostly wanted uh, to have it tonight to compare it to the uh, Chavez uh, Eighteen that I had this weekend. Oh. Um, here, here's my short take. Um, the 18 is everything you love about the 12 and more. Um, they're, they're both delightful. Um, I was, I was enjoying that, uh, that 18, uh, at, uh, my parents surprise 40th anniversary party that, uh, I threw for them this weekend. So mom, dad, congrats again. They're, uh, anniversary is today the day that we're recording so well done happy happy anniversary
2: anniversary happy annie happy anniversary 40 years (laughs) nothing to sneeze at
3: no no pretty pretty good that's for sure all right spence take us home all
1: right well in the glass i've got my uh I forgot this was as strong as it was. Um, New Rift Single Barrel, uh, the Richter and Phillips uh, bottling that they did from Whiskey and Watches in 2019, which I feel like that wasn't the one that we met Spangler at. It was the other one we met in 2018, I feel like.
0: 2018. Yes,
1: indeed. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but I'm uh, I'm drinking that because, as we all know, a couple weeks ago, I picked up the Omega Speedmaster. Uh, professional, the Heselite version, and again, you know, so Spangler and I are both wearing Speedies um, for the first time. Uh, probably be first of many going forward if if he continues to wear his. Nike. Absolutely love this watch. Um, didn't wear it a ton this week because I took it on the the lake trip that we the, that we went on last week. So I, I wore it a lot, like right after I got it. I was like, ah, I gotta I gotta wear some of my other watches because they all need wrist time. Um, This is actually my third watch of the day. I had on my Grand Seiko to go to mass because it seems like a very, it's an appropriate watch um, for that. um, You know, your your Sunday's best, although shorts and a polo is (laughs) kind of how I rock it. (laughs) Um, And then we were out playing in the yard with the kids. So I had on my notice retrospect to the salmon dial, which is just, just a fun watch to have out of Diver. But I was like, you know, we're recording with Mike. Probably going to talk about the speedy a little bit. Got to have it on the wrist. So uh, switched it up. Wound it all the way back up, um, which is fun. And yeah, didn't have to worry about setting a date. One of my few uh, no date watches. So um, just absolutely fantastic. So need to watch Apollo 13 again. Uh, it makes me want to watch Apollo 13. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the, that might be the first movie I consciously remember seeing a specific watch in as a kid. Um, because I watched that before I was allowed to watch any of the James Bond movies. So that that scene, obviously with the engine burn, um the the Speedmaster gets uh some pretty good uh some pretty good screen time and I vividly remember that. Um so yeah, that's what's on the wrist. and that's what's in the glass. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was really I will say, if you're looking for another movie. Oops, sorry sorry no go ahead on. I was gonna say, if you're looking for another movie, Spence to get some good screen time with the Speedy, First Man also has some yes. good shots.
1: Yes, it does. You are completely right on that. That's a yeah, it does. Yep. Little known fact that well, I didn't know this. I did not know that Neil Armstrong, after he retired from NASA, taught at the University of Cincinnati. <laughs> yes, he did. Did not know that. So yep.
2: the other and and while it has a movie, the right stuff. Um, I would highly yes. recommend the book. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever read it. It's by Tom Wolfe. So he wrote Bonfire of the Vanities. the Vanities. But The Right Stuff was a fantastic book. It was actually really compelling. And it, it gave a really good account of the whole um, build up to the space race and everything. And I just remember them describing the pilots that were kind of the typical, you know, Guys that were looking at uh, for the space program, and they sort of described these guys as they all kind of had the same look, and they they characterize them in the book I think as wearing these oversized watches with buttons, basically something like that. It's like you could tell a pilot a mile away because <laughs> they were wearing big watches. You know, you could think like probably Breitlings and you know speed masters and stuff like that so it's just funny to hear like back then those were big watches right so yeah. yeah yeah but good 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 book to read if you're if you're looking for something take your mind off stuff and um like i said compelling and a lot of uh references to things that all of us i think are kind of interested in
1: so oh definitely nice. definitely and it's funny Technically, this watch is 42 millimeters. Mm. It wears smaller than half of the 41 millimeters I have in the uh, in the collection. So it just – it's the, – the end links on this really, really fixed the major – I would say like a major – but like one of the issues with the outgoing model, just the way it, it sits on the wrist is just
0: unbelievable. Um, I'm really – Spence, those end links, they drop down like the original like – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like
1: vertical, they go backwards if you yeah. if you if you want them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's wrist is shaped like that, but if it was, mine might be.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'm really glad. Yeah, I'm no, really just, glad you yeah. got it. Hon- honestly, I know. Um, yeah, you were looking at so many different things, but, and I know your point was that you can pretty much always get a Speedmaster, which I think is watch people is something that we ought to um, be very happy celebrate. about. Yeah, celebrate yeah. it. Because yeah. I, I think, you know, if you boil it down, I think something like a Speedmaster and a Submariner are about the two most recognizable watches, at least sports watches, right? And the fact mm-hmm. that you can go out and get that one. And yeah, it's more expensive than it was, but still relatively speaking, it's... Um, you know, it's 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 uh halfway decent and I think the updates they made were just fantastic. I mean that bracelet is great. The movement the bracelet's so good. Movement is something mm-hmm. something else. And I heard you guys arguing about column wheel and and cam yeah. movements on the last episode and yeah. Evan Evan was on the Evan was on the ball there. Like <laughs> he was. He was. So he was.
0: I rarely am that one. I was gonna. He was all over that one.
1: You know, don't get him started on Heaven Hill and Buffalo Trace, but he was all over (laughs) the the the, the movement inside the Speedy. So he got me there. But um, so I'm curious, Evan, have you tried the new one on?
0: I have tried it on, not with the bracelet. Okay. So whatever that black strap it comes on, I've tried it on that one, not the sapphire, the Heslite, and. Yeah, my biggest takeaway was the fact the dial is so. I think that is just the perfect Speedmaster dial. Just the way you look at it and how the subdials are so just in the case, like in you know lowered significantly more, and the way the light plays on those, it just looks great. Yeah, I, it's amazing you found one on strap. I always
2: question like I've seen like a handful, you know, when I've looked over the last ten years. and I'm thinking who buys it like that i mean i it, it, i don't know anymore it used to be like a hundred dollar difference i don't know now what the, mm-hmm. the
1: but it's a little bit more than that i think but like the bracelet, it's not it's not what it would cost you to buy the bracelet oh, separately. for sure it's not like, oh, right. it's nowhere near what it would cost you to buy the bracelet separately um, and it's a killer bracelet too like I, I mean i wonder if people don't know that they can change it <laughs> take the bracelet themselves. off because <laughs> there I, you know I, you hear things like when we had our buddy matt from richter and phillips on he's he's told us that he's had people come in and, and ask them to change the battery in the rolex because after two days it stopped working just like things like that you know just you just kind of wonder does the general public know you can buy or buy a leather strap and put it on the watch I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, have no, I have no idea. I, I, I feel like most people do, but if you see them in the case next to each other, maybe you're like, Oh, I guess this one comes on a bracelet and this one comes on a, That's how it now, has to stay. you can't do that. Yeah. You, well, certain Rolex models, you can't swap it out. Oh. <laughs> like if you want, if you want a Daytona on a, on a uh, oyster flex, you can't buy a bracelet. Like the, I, I've heard that like the oyster flex models don't fit hmm. the bracelets or vice versa. Like if it if it comes on an Oyster
2: Flex, that is your option. Um, so, so I was um, I was traveling the other week here and visited some friends in Detroit, and he wears a uh, a Submariner a one sixty six ten, so kind of the last you know non ceramic Submariners, and he, he got it um, as a gift um, when he graduated, and he wears it all the time. Well, he got a Datejust as well, um, back in that period. So let's say like sometime in the nineties, I think it's a one, six, two, three, four. So it's a, um, you know, still stamped end links and it has actually a steel bezel. The, I think they call it like the engine turn bezel, black dial. Mm -hmm. It's a stunning watch and I think it's even tritium, but anyhow, he's never worn it. He just doesn't like it. And it's, it's, so good. And he's newly married and his wife's like, I want to wear it. So he, um, he showed it to me and he's like, yeah, she, she, but she's like, yeah, but the bracelet is too big for me. And, and I'm like looking at the clasp, but I'm like, I go to my luggage. Cause I always carry a spring bar tool. And I'm like, <laughs> as one does, <laughs> I'm like, Let, let's solve this in, in 30 seconds. And he's like, Oh, and she's like, oh, you mean you don't have to remove anything? And I'm like, nope, it was just that simple. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny sometimes. So your point about somebody you know, buying the strap version and not knowing they could, I'm sure it happens all the time. And, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think my buddy knew, but he just didn't want to make it that easy for her to wear.
0: So, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we should probably – oh, we have fresh forum finds. Oh, yeah. We should hit those real quick before the we freshest. get to the main topic. The freshest mm-hmm. of forum finds. So Mr. Stockton, what have you got for us? You were excited about this.
2: You're like, I've got one. I was like, all right. Yeah, it's kind of weird and I and I may write about this this week on Risk Game. Um, Thanks. So, yeah. So – so you hear you heard it here first, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't have anything maybe. else in mind. And this came to mind right away. So as you guys know, I live in Frankfurt, and there is a certain watch company that is headquartered there called Zen. And I had a model in my mind, and it was almost the watch that I bought when I moved to Frankfurt, but I bought a kind of a special edition of this watch instead. But with some characteristics from what I'll mention, and this watch is on Chrono 24 because I am nowhere near as skilled as you guys to go on Reddit and all these other things. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm old and that scares me. So, um, <laughs> and um, this is a Zen Three ST. So if you know your Zins, this is the chronograph with the 7750, which I normally don't like. But on this watch, I think it's classic. And this is really like the base model with the black dial, the Arabic numerals, and the acrylic crystal, which I really, really like. Mm -hmm. And what is special about this one is that it is from, they say, nineteen ninety. I think it's probably from a few years later, but because of that, it has a tritium dial. And yeah, therefore it is aging pretty nicely. And this one is on sale for about $2,000, which um, I don't know. It says fixed price. There's no box, no papers. I kind of feel like you're paying a little bit there for um, for the age, but... I think it looks really cool. I mean, the, the 103 with the um, acrylic crystal is one of those watches I think we often forget about because Zen makes so many different watches, and this is just always sitting out there, but it's kind of nice to know that somebody makes a uh, a watch like that um, just as a normal production piece. So that's mine. Um, it's available in the U.S. in Marina del Rey, California, I guess that is. Um but it um, looks like it has a German uh, day wheel. So, anyhow, that's my that's my choice. That's a uh, that's a solid choice. So
1: there
3: we go. Is um, are those Arabics also in Loom? Are those aging also? Is it just the Loom plots?
2: Yes, sir. And I even sent you guys the link.
3: But no, the. Um, the
2: the hours are in tritium as well as the uh, syringe hands and the, um, I guess you'd call that like an arrow of sorts uh, tip on the central chronograph fan.
1: Oh, that looks good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I always thought this was a nice looking watch. And the case, um, interestingly, is similar to, it's not that different from like the, the um, Oh, it was the um, late '60s, early '70s. I'll say Autavia, or you could say Autavia case. So the Hoyer uh, case, and mm-hmm. it's 41 millimeters, so pretty big, but um, also quite wearable. And I need to check if the acrylic is also good to 200 meters, but I think it is. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty versatile watch.
1: That is that and the loom seems to all be aging the same way too. like it's it's that's yeah. that's gorgeous.
2: Well, there you go. It's
1: real good. So there's my all right
2: fresh forum find. That's the first one of those I've done.
1: That's uh, that's pretty fresh. although you you do them almost every Thursday though. That's true. You <laughs> know what's <way>. true <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're pretty skilled at this. So I will go next. Um, and just just to give you a bit of a hack, um, I don't go on Reddit or WatchUseek or all these other forums. What I do is I have the Watch Recon app, which uh, just yeah. grabs all of them. So I don't have to do all that other stuff. I just go to the one. Uh, Spangler is a big eBay fan, but um, this is technically via Watch Recon from WatchUseek a Seiko SLA 021 with extras. So the Black Dial uh, ProSpecs Marine Master, which I have a soft spot for the Marine Master. It is such an awesome tool watch. Um, he's got it. He's actually got it on Spangler. You'll love this. He has it on a. Um, I think it's a. Uh, it's a Jubilee from. Who's it from? I want It's not Uncle Seiko. Who's the other one? Strap code, J. Louis, uh, strap code oh. J. Louis, J Louis bracelet. Yeah, so he's got it on a Jubilee. Uh, it comes with the the original bracelet, all the extra links, and an unworn, uh essentially the the rubber strap is unworn. Obviously, normal desk diving marks on the clasp. All this could be yours for 1950, which I think is a pretty reasonable price for a Marine Master. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. Um this guy's got 627 posts. Joined Watch You Seek in May 20- 2010. So uh look him up, his Gmail address is in there as well. Um yeah, I mean just the Marine master is a killer piece. Um, it just, it's, it's big, but like, if you like a good chunky Seiko diver that is more than capable, like this is the, this is the one I think it even has got a gold, uh, seconds hand, but it doesn't have the stoplight, uh, the shovel. It's just got the the singular color loom. but yeah, just fantastic piece. Great deal in my opinion.
2: So back in the day when those, uh, Marine Master 300's, you know, when they actually said Marine Master 300 on the, uh, <laughs> um, I remember going to Japan and, and even when you wouldn't go to Japan, you could get these kind of like all day long for like 1100 bucks. Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't, uh, kind of like your Speedmaster comment. They were just always there. You could always buy them. And now they're not 1100 bucks anymore. Um, No. (laughs) So I should have bought one, but it was funny because they were always for sale, like in these camera shops in Japan, and they were in this like cardboard prospects box. And, you know, had like a back then it wasn't the silicon rubber, it was really hard, nasty rubber that was like in a kind of like held down by two elastic bands. And I thought about it, but tunas just kept calling calling my name because they were really sort of like forbidden fruit. You know, those weren't as easy to find <laughs> over in, in the West. So, um, I bought not the O 21, but I bought one of the later ones, the all green version. So they made yeah. it for, um, some special edition and I wear that watch almost never. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's
1: just too tall. It's too tall. So, They're big. They are big, but like there's, to me, there's something charming about about that with the front load. I will say though, having now um, our buddy Rick from Cincy Watch Co. just brought the uh, the brown dial one that came out, wow. which I it's a gorgeous watch. It's got a uh, PVD rose gold coating on the bezel. It just it looks it's a it's a killer piece. But the the Marine Master two hundred case wears like a dream yes, the does. new one that they just came out with oh it wears so good so like i love the the purpose-built you know front load of the 300 but like i don't know that i need that extra 100, 100 meters of water resistance because that that other case just wears really good
2: i feel like the problem with the 300 now is that it's just been overshadowed by so many other watches it used to be like you know if you wanted to go big time with uh, a seiko it was that or it was like the emperor or the darth tuna you know like one of the yeah. big yeah the bigger tunas and now they make so many different watches that it just doesn't have the, that that cult following anymore i don't think right
0: yeah mm-hmm.
2: i mean buzz you remember like you said you were into it 10 years ago that was like the darling of the forums so
3: yes yeah absolutely that that was uh, that was one that people got fixated over i mean that was you know kind of the i mean not really like an exit watch but that was that was the the tippy top of the pyramid
2: well there's so many posts out there saying that it was you know just people (laughs) really getting a bit too um cocky i would almost say just saying so much better than a rolex like for you know a six of the price and all this kind of thing. You really had a lot of strong believers in that watch out there. And it's a great watch to be fair, but the bracelet, come on, compared to a Rolex was, you know, different level altogether, but still cool watch sidetracked. Completely. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> right. that's, that's, I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> um,
1: that's that's all this podcast is <laughs> is asides. It's like it's like that episode of Family Guy where all they did are the asides, and there's no real actual plot. To that time. You mean uh, every
3: every episode, every episode? of Family, family Guy, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Um, so, Buzzy, what have you got? What's what, what's uh, what are you what do you have to be fast on?
3: Okay, I, I'll get there. Don't worry. Um, so a little, little aside, <laughs> little little story time with Buzzy. I got picked uh, for jury duty a couple of years ago. I think it was yeah, probably. Three, four years ago at this point, I called up one of my good friends who is a lawyer to just like pick his brain about what the process looks like and, and all of that. Um, I, I saw that my summons was for grand jury duty and he jokingly told me, well, you know, if you got to be a jury, you might as well be grand. <laughs> <laughs> I... I am applying that same methodology. Oh, here we go to my pick tonight. If you gotta, <laughs> if you gotta pick a Seiko, you might as well make it grand.
2: That's a great. Uh, that was a great intro, really. That really was. I try.
3: I'm normally just here to tell jokes, my friend.
2: Yeah, normally you're a one-liner <laughs> guy, but you're a pun guy. But that one was like, you took us around the mountain before you, uh, yeah, hammered it right. So
3: good job. <laughs> oh, thanks. On what you seek. I seeked and I found a uh, Grand Seiko uh, SBGN003. So that's the uh, GMT, the the 9F movement in it. That's the the black dial, the orangish red GMT hand. Uh, we've got uh, a very nicely uh, kept one with box and papers for twenty four fifty. Um, They list for 3,200 new, so that's about 25% discount before tax. Um, Maybe you could find someone that really wanted to deal. I don't know. All I know is that it's a pretty decent discount from new, and it looks like it was rarely worn. Looks like it's in really nice shape. Um, Mm -hmm. I always... I always like um, trying these on wh- whenever I'm at Richter or any place that has Grand Seiko. Um, I just think they're they're slick and really kind of an ideal uh, grab-and-go because you have that quartz just constantly going. You will you know, I'll not have to ever wind it up, so kind of a good um, on-the-fly watch. And also, if you're flying, because it's got a true GMT.
2: It's a really good-looking watch. It's a great pick. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: they, yeah. yeah they, they wear nice. They really do.
2: I'd say, um, you know, that one, the ones they came out with last year, those uh, couple models with, like, the two color bezels, um, the automatics, the high-beats, did you see those? Um, have you seen those in person at all? Like the the blue and white instead of yeah. having a Pepsi bezel.
1: I've seen that one a couple of times, and then I saw they have the standard one that I think has an all-black bezel as well. They're they're all really good. This the sapphire bezels are all fantastic, and they're fully loomed as well. Yeah. Which is killer.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, objectively, and I know the one you chose buzzes quartz, but Their GMTs are amongst the best looking out there, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. um, I I just wish, as we we said in the last episode, I I wish they could dial back on the excellence of the GMT because they already have a ton of excellent varieties. Just make the sub killer. Mm. (laughs) Just make the (laughs) sub killer. You can call it like code name harpoon which is a you know anti-ship uh <laughs> missile you know just do it it's everybody true everybody will like that it's Everyone.
2: true <laughs> you know they they um people have been asking like wh- why not make a 40 millimeter dive watch and just go for the jugular but they just seem to dance all around it and do it in automatic don't do spring drive you know just just go right for it um do you recall the quartz diver they made a few years ago? I don't think it made it into the new logo where they, you know, took Seiko off the dial.
3: Right. Yeah. Is, that, a, is that 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 the one that looks like it looks kind of like a? Because I've seen the one that's like a shrunk down version of the forty three, uh, with with the big uh, goofy cathedral hands and the yeah. power reserve. Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, and talk about now a cult classic. That watch is really uh, pretty desirable. And I'm trying to look for the. Um, Didn't they do one that had some yellow accents in it too? These were. Yeah. Th- these were. They only made black and white, and I'll I'll, okay. I'll shoot a link to you when I um when I find one. But these were. I remembered seeing him over in Japan and um I thought, who is gonna buy a quartz watch for this price? And now I'm kind of wishing that was me, but yeah. <laughs> So
1: yeah. And, and and remake the pogue. Yeah. Again. Yeah remake the pogue. Yes. Do what do what Omega Omega did and scan a movement and make it again. <laughs> get me a get me a pogue.
3: Yeah, everyone Let's will just do that. that. So I think,
2: you know, Michael, the watch you bought, the, the Chronograph, is um, it's obviously a great watch. But I have to say, like, for 50th anniversary of Chronograph, I think everybody was betting on some sort of a Pogue-type uh, re-release. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was just like, wah, wah, wah. you know, it's just like silence, you know? It's really strange really strange and the new seiko five that they
1: did the one that like everybody voted on is essentially the pogue colorway yeah Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. (laughs) come on come on yeah
0: Maybe it's just a tease
1: maybe it is maybe they're getting this all amped up for it maybe (laughs) yeah so spangler did
0: we did we stall long enough for you to find one (laughs) luckily um there's one thing i can count on i can always assume i have a watch in my ebay listing my watch list. Um, And so I'm not going to take you around the mountain like Buzz did, but (laughs) I will do a small aside here Uh as to why this one is Mm -hmm. in my watch list. Uh, But I sometimes will get on the rabbit hole of trying to find, you know, medical themed watches. So I'm a big fan of pulsations, dials, pulsations, bezels. And there's a small subcategory of watches known as doctor's watches, Uh the kind of rectangular with the two dials on the, or two guess tracks on the same dial. Um, And so I was going down that rabbit hole and I figured, you know what? I kind of like these watches. They can be a little bit, maybe more expensive than they should be, but I do like the rectangular look. And since I was down the vintage rabbit hole and looking at rectangular watches, I'm like, you know, what'd be really cool is a vintage, just rectangular styled watch in a precious metal. And luckily, some of these watches can be found for relatively cheap, you know, air quotes when I say cheap, but, you know, when we're talking precious metals, if you're talking about modern watches, obviously they're going to be a little bit through the roof. And I was stumbling through, found some, some plated, some not, and then I stumbled upon what the seller says is a 1960s Longines in 14 karat yellow gold with... Uh, and just an exquisite dial. Um, normally, when it comes to these watches, you find a lot of them on eBay and the forums where the dials are just absolutely wrecked for whatever reason. I don't know why. It just seems like these old rectangular watches tend to always have garbage dials on them. But this one, the dial is looking very nice. No just random scratches on it. It looks good. Hands look good. No loom, but it is a dress watch. So, I mean, you wouldn't... I wouldn't be expecting it if I had it. And the the gold on it, 14 karat, can sometimes have a really good patina after a while. And this one has aged to like a darker, almost like honey-ish looking gold. And it looks fantastic. Uh, it comes on a brown, what appears to be, so I don't know. Just, it looks like a brown leather strap. It may have some, I guess, texture on there, but I, I can't really tell as of right now. It's from a good seller on eBay, 100% positive feedback. That checks out. says the watch still runs, so that's always a positive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it can be yours for only $950. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, it's probably <coughs> a very small one. Seller says it's 19 by 42 millimeters, so I'm assuming the 42 is lug to lug. It looks smaller than that, so I don't know if I would trust it. But then again, when it comes to some of these photos, it's kind of hard to tell without a background to being able to judge. But like I said, I'll send you guys the link here in a second. Dial looks great. Gold has aged what I think looks very well. And apparently it still runs. So it's one of those cool vintage pieces that can be had for relatively a small summons. Mm, That was out of left field. Nice choice. That was out of left for sure. Yeah, sometimes I go through uh, weird rabbit holes and phases, and I was on a really big vintage rectangular watch kick for a while. I actually found a really cool groon for, I think it was 225 It's still for sale on eBay. Uh, it's not a Curvex model, it's just a regular rectangular watch of theirs, and it's good. Mechanical. It's not the later quartz ones they had. Uh, looks good. Plating still got it. So
2: there, you go. So there was, Sweet. I think it was like in the 1990s, there was a Patek Gondolo. That um, had like these uh, really Art Deco numerals, and I keep going to look at that watch for sale on different forums and things, and I still like it. I but you know, Evan, I I don't really. I'm trying to think. I think I own a couple of rectangular watches that were handed down, you know, from this era, but mm-hmm. I've. I've been tempted, but you just don't hear a lot about rectangular watches, do you?
0: You don't. It's one of those things that not many people talk about them. And when it comes to vintage pieces, they don't ever really get talked about. Yeah. Um, I well, mean, it, they kind of fly under the radar. An the, the, only tank, thing, on.
3: the only thing that has any mind share is a tank. Yeah. But in reality, yeah. there's That's this fun. giant world uh, of other rectangular watches
0: hmm Yeah. So and when you say giant buzz, it really is absolutely giant. Because that was like one of the predominant styles. Like people love the tank style. And so you can see it its influence in a lot of other brands. So Evan, I'm looking at this yeah. watch
2: and it looks like it has a Girard Perigo crown on it, because I see GP.
3: Hmm.
2: And um I don't know. I would ask somebody about that dial if I were gonna buy it.
0: What do you, what do you think about the dial? I think it's reprinted.
2: Yeah. Only because like if you look at the minute track in the sub area, it's not like mm-hmm. especially down on the like call it um 5, 6 and 7, they're kind of out of alignment. Yeah. And Longin didn't mess around. So I would ask. That's all. Yeah. But um the thing is, with these, is that you can find them, um, but you do have to be careful because, like you said, most of them are um, have bad dials. It's because they have, as somebody once said about a Breitling Navitimer, they have negative water resistance. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe they wore it in Baton Rouge. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> yeah.
0: the humidity will get yeah, you. yeah.
2: Tr- truth, but. Um, it's a cool case, though. Really cool case.
0: Yeah. So, yeah definitely a cool case. And uh, this will be another aside here, but I think also, you know, Mikey said it could be a repro, repro dial or it could be, uh, you know, I have stumbled around the Omega forums a little bit. And they have a big, I guess, segment on repainted dials, uh-huh. which some people tend to have... aversion to repainted dials but when it comes to me i think they're such an interesting part of like vintage watch history Uh. at a time where people weren't like this dial has to be in the exact original condition that i got it because i'm going to resell it and try and make a profit on it you know that was not the thinking these guys just brought it in to get it repainted because they wore it and that's all they wanted it for and obviously they're not as collectible but it's also just cool to see a piece that you know that somebody was just like this is a tool this is what i use it for i don't care about resale value i don't care about you know xyz i just want the dial to look good and
2: and it's not as if some of the the work that was done when when those repaintings were done some of it was pretty good Mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't as if like yeah you know it was badly done all the time um so i'm with you i i think with watches like this um you never say never, but the chances of these types of watches becoming the next, you know, Rolex Submariner, vintage Submariner market, I think are pretty slim. And uh, therefore, you should just buy what you like and just, uh, you know, keep, keep it mm-hmm. in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like totally just get, get what it is you want because, you know, most of those watches anyhow didn't make it because they were sold for their scrap value. You know, there was like that period yeah. when gold went way, way up during hyperinflation. And uh, people were just, uh, unfortunately, just scrapping all those types of things. So if you like yeah. it, it's, it's nice stuff. But, you know, you can, as I'm sure you've seen on eBay, these uh, that period of watches, which I would guess is actually from the 40s or 50s, um,
0: yeah, that's what I'm thinking too.
2: You can spend hours looking at Longine, Bulova, Benrus, um, or just Gerard Perigo, Elise Nardine. There's tons of brands out there. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. a lot of times, um, in-house movements, which is pretty cool, you know, something that mm-hmm. people go nuts for today. And now all these, all these companies actually made their movements. So,
3: a well, lot. yeah, It is pretty cool as long as uh, it stays running well. God forbid you need uh, any replacement parts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, That's that's the big X factor. You
2: know, I don't know on some of these. Like in a lot of cases, I think it's, um, you know, there was no Inca block, so no real shock protection. So that's another Mm -hmm. thing to keep in mind with these. Um, You have to to wear them carefully. I've got a couple of them, and I swear— they run and then they stop running two years later and you know it's it is different than wearing even a watch from the 60s or 70s so but something fun to add and yeah to your point you know for a fraction of the price of like a cartier tank but with basically all the looks so
3: yeah yeah Yeah. well in in your point of if it uh If for some strange reason the the market for those just like blew up and they got really hot, (sighs) okay, yeah, if you had a more pure example of it, you would be sitting on a lot more upside. But I think the more likely thing is like you would never actually buy one at all, right? Because the very good condition original dials are just impossible to find so like i think you probably would be doing yourself a good solid just by picking up something that you know yes it's been repainted but like you actually bought it versus waiting for that right watch to come up and it never does yeah Mm -hmm. the the other
2: thing that's good to look at um i want to say about 30 years ago hamilton made this run of reproductions and granted most of them were done in quartz but of their you know famous watches from the 30s 40s and 50s like a really cool one to look up even a vintage model but like the repro version is called the uh, piping rock so it has this um, external black roman numeral ring around it and it's just like a wild looking watch but they had a number of them from the period but yeah piping rock it's just a, a really neat-looking watch. And
1: Ooh. That is clutch. Yeah. That is... Yeah. It's really nice. That is nuts. Huh.
2: So, yeah. like that's, it looks that's good, really though. Cool. I like it. Yeah, and I think you can find the replicas for a pretty good deal. Um, so, but, you know, the real ones are, as you can see, a couple grand or three grand. Um, yeah. But they... Um, you know, you can you can look all around at those periods for famous Hamiltons, and chances are there's a reproduction out there that's a pretty good deal. So mm, nice. Yeah, they're a really good brand. So I mean they are, but they were really pretty epic back in the day. Yeah. So, and American made. So Yeah.
1: So all right. Well, we made we made it this far. We should probably talk about the main topic almost an hour in. Um, we decided we would have some fun talking about oddball case materials. So favorite, best, I'm willing to hear whatever arguments, but we're going to talk about, I mean, Mr. Stockton's wearing his Black Bay 58 silver, um, because otherwise there's just way too many numbers, which is kind of an odd duck case material at this day and age. I, I know they used to make a few more silver watches back in the day. Um, you wrote a very excellent article on Fratello talking about the fact that it hasn't tarnished yet, uh, which I, I think is completely by design. Thank you. Um,
2: yeah. By the way, it hasn't tarnished while we're on the while while we're on this podcast. Just to answer, yeah, I know I'm, it's
1: been a while, yeah. but you know it hasn't. <laughs> yes, it hasn't tarnished. Uh, you are, you know, you haven't got your computer in the pool. No. Although, you know, most of the watch <laughs> shots of that watch lately have been in the pool. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so odd duck case materials. What what have you got for us, Mike? what What is what is your favorite slash what you think is the best? How how are you going to define it? You said you had a really interesting one. Let's go.
2: Yeah, and so so this is one. Um, there are only three of these, or three hundred of these, and it is from two thousand and three. Okay, mm. so this was like in the heart of the craze, and. The watch that I would really like to find, and I did find one for sale, is, wait for it here, Evan, the Panerai Luminor Marina Tantalum. And (laughs) so this is the... Interesting. Yeah, this is the PAM 00172. um, And... This was just such a neat looking, a neat looking watch. Um, if you know Tantalum, I mean, Omega has used it on kind of a watch from 20 odd years ago, a Seamaster chronograph, and then they've come back out with uh, some Seamaster 300s. Um, they, they've used Tantalum in the links and I believe for the bezel. And it's a very dark gray, heavy material that's quite hard and pretty rare. Um, I'm sure, Buzz, you can tell us all about the history of Tantalum, but... Um,
3: Atomic number 73.
2: There um, you go. Uh, I mean, this I had was... to look that
3: up. I don't know this stuff off the top of my
2: head. <laughs> but this was like a really wild card move when Panerai came out with this, and I remember it because it was, um, like I said, it was in the heart of, um, you know, the whole Panerai craze, and... Trying to think where I was living. I was living in Detroit, and I want to say that the re- the retail price was somewhere around ten thousand dollars, or just shy of that, which was was and still is, by the way, a lot of money. And what I what I liked about this watch is just that it was subtle looking. It it says tantalum right below luminor, but it doesn't really scream at you. It doesn't have any submarines on the dial or anything crazy like that. So um, that wasn't very nice, was it, for me to say that? Um, but yeah, I always thought this was a really interesting move and manual wind, which is pretty cool, but I, I'm really fascinated by this case. Problem is with this one, as, as with most panorizes, it's 44 millimeters and I could probably squint and make it fit, but it probably wouldn't really fit. So, um, I don't know if have any of you guys ever
0: heard of that watch before or I have not, no heaven yeah i have not either I honestly don't hear of many brands that use tantalum you know obviously omega did one i think the only only one that comes to my mind is a a jorn but aside from that i can't really think of any other watch brands that have used that material and honestly i don't really know like tantalum isn't it's not a precious metal right Mm -hmm. it's just a more hardened metal yeah corrosion resistant based on google what they said (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a different, fairly rare element, but you know, I mean, precious yeah. metals just means that someone will pay a lot for it. I mean, there's,
2: but it's not part of the precious metal uh, group. It's just a, um, you
3: know, it, it's
2: it's just a rare rare material. So I'm mm-hmm. looking on Wikipedia, and it says it makes up about one to two parts per million of the Earth's crust, and apparently we have. 50 years left of resources based upon extraction rates. So whatever yeah. that means, but,
3: um, that, that means by all of the Panerai that you can, they will only skyrocket in value. Yeah. Somebody will want them to make capacitors.
2: So, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was my pick. And like I said, I mean, this is, this is a watch I kind of forgot about until you asked the question, Um but maybe I'll maybe I'll have to put one of these on the list. So yeah. That was my pick. So what do you guys got? Right, Spangler. You wanna follow that up?
0: That's gonna be hard to follow up. But you know, when it comes to oddball, you know, I guess it wouldn't really be that much of an oddball. It's just a case material that in my mind is just such a subtle flex to have. And it's not really one that you really need, but it just is what it is. And so thinking of, you know, somewhat, and like I said, it's not really an oddball one, but it is a precious metal. I think when it comes to watches, the biggest flex you can have when it comes to case materials, it's gotta be platinum there's no other case material right like white gold obviously flies under the radar platinum also flies under the radar but after i got to actually handle one a platinum day date down here in baton rouge and after feeling it like you can't even tell like, it's anything special like you're just looking at it but when you pick them up oh my goodness. good lord <laughs> you could kill a person with that thing it is a weapon. <laughs> And just the ability to wear something on your wrist that, you know, probably in some brands is reaching six figures and it could also be used as, you know, something that you probably shouldn't use it for. But, you know, if, you know, someone comes up to your wrist and like, that's a nice watch. You just take it off like, yeah, it is. They try to grab it. You got your uh, own personal defense weapon right there.
1: So I believe, I believe somebody uh, somebody might have described a Ploprof in the same way recently. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just hope the yeah, spring I, bars are good. That's all. Yeah,
1: I mean i <laughs> I got to try on a platinum Daytona one time, and you just pick it up, and you are like, the Daytona isn't a very big watch.
3: Mm-mm.
1: You know, they, mm-hmm. they claim it's forty; it's probably closer to thirty eight millimeters. You pick it, you pick up a steel, a stainless steel watch of that size. You're like, yeah, no, this is this, the planet. I was like, Oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. Like I I know what this should feel like. And it's, it, it doesn't feel like that. Like it's just throws you for a loop. Yeah, it does. You're like, this is insane.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But you know, your, your stealth comment is is spot on because I, I, I go back and forth on a day date. Yeah. And I think one day in my life, I'll have one. Um, but I have to admit to you, I look at both platinum and white gold, and the platinum is just, yeah. But to your point, I picked one up. It's like not it, flashy, but... Yeah, 36 you know, millimeters. It, 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 it you pick sticks. this thing up, and it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, if you need to get, you know, you're in a hot air balloon, you just pitch that over the side, and you're going to go way up, you know? It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good choice. I, All right, I think platinum is yeah. very underrated too. You know, it's probably like you say, just because it isn't flashy enough. Um, it's kind of like mm-hmm. if you know, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Although with with Rolex, I think now I'm trying to think. I don't know if they do make watches in platinum without that ice blue dial i thought
1: ice blue dial is gorgeous but that's a bit flashy
2: yeah it's mm-hmm. too flashy yeah now now i will say like the the daytona with the brown ceramic and the light blue i saw somebody wearing one out in the open i was at a car race and i thought yeah that looks awesome like in the in the window it sort of just it just looks different than everything else and Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really love the combo, but on the wrist, it looked good. Um, I I need to look up whether the Day-Date can be had in other dial colors because I saw somebody with a a white metal new Day-Date with a black dial, and it looked amazing. It looked amazing. I, I don't know if it was white gold or platinum. I have to look. But, yeah, good choice. That's what um, I got. Buzzy, what have
1: you got?
3: Okay. I, I went on a completely different tack uh, than the new you, you guys. I want something hardened oh. so we don't scratch, but I need a ductile material. Sorry, ceramic. I want something heavy, but, but not a boat anchor. Just a good appropriate hardness, good appropriate heaviness. I have to go for the Seiko dia shield slash super hard. I I like a coated stainless steel to me. I like the appropriate heft of a stainless watch, um, titanium watches. They can look cool. And some of them are very cool just inherently, but I, I want a little bit of heft on my wrist. Um, the uh since uh to me gets second place just because i don't know if they ever do that uh uh, technique with anything that's um polished and i I like polished elements uh on my watches so yeah that's It's simple, uh, but I I think that uh, having having a coating to prevent some of the battle scars uh, would make for a much more enjoyable watch.
1: So just to be clear, that is coated from the factory on the metal, not stickers you apply later. Very true. (laughs) Just making sure. Okay. Just making sure. That's what I thought.
2: That's what I thought. Well uh, okay. I would like to see Buzz if you have a heat treating oven in your uh, in your place and you're actually doing like uh, carburizing or something like that at home. <laughs> he did just he did just I buy a,
3: smoke buy a smoker. Only, <laughs> only gets up to <laughs> seven or eight hundred. So not
2: probably not enough for yeah. Not enough. I wouldn't put it past you though.
3: <laughs> yeah. No. Now, you know, I actually paid a pretty decent amount of attention uh, to materials class, even though it was a uh, an 8 a.m. Uh, class time, which is just not good. That's a rough time to start your classes. Oh, yeah. Although at, at this point, uh, really the only thing I can remember is like Ostentic and Martin Stentic stainless steels, and you just like. Sound way smarter if you called 300 series steals, you know, ostentic. Yeah. Yeah. So virtually nothing useful.
2: Yeah. Well, funny. I haven't used those words ever since graduating. I think I used Martin (laughs) Siddick once maybe, but not for a long, long time. So, but now we sound so smart.
3: We do. Oh, so smart. We do. Everyone well, else is drawn to us like magnetically. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> I had
3: to shoehorn it in, but uh, <laughs> but that made made that hella lame yep. joke. He had to get one in.
1: So, so uh, Spence, what do you got? So, you know, I was just thinking about this, and you want to talk oddball? We we were we were joking of. of can you buy this watch? Does this watch have to be a watch that was put for sale? And we're like, Oh, only watch. No, we could do whatever. And you know, I own a ceramic watch. I think ceramic watches are very interesting. They have a lot of unique properties, but that's not the direction I'm going to go. Um, Spangler took platinum. Tantalum was a very interesting one. That was not what I was expecting, but I should have, should have thought of that. Um, I'm going to go. Because we're talking oddball. You want to talk about off the wall. Mm. This may not even survive where Spangler's living currently. You know, I'm going the opposite direction. Um, Not even only watch, but I feel like early April, a brand uh, in Schaffhausen, uh, I think that's where H. Moser is located, Mm -hmm. makes kind of a prank watch. And I know that they made a watch out of hardened Swiss cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm a big fan of cheese. Like, I don't know very many people who don't like cheese. You know, you can make something better by adding cheese to it. Why not make watches better by making a watch case out of cheese? There you go. That is my hot take on it because there was nothing else creative to come up with. Uh, So, yes, cheese. I'm going to go
0: with that. Wow. (laughs) yeah the uh the cheese cabal lines oh yeah would be very they're gonna be all over this (laughs) big cheese nice big
3: cheese
2: Cheese. that's a good one
0: that that is a
2: flex your watch is also semi-edible it is you might have mice or something bother you when you're sitting down yeah
1: it's yeah you know you just got to make sure you're eating at only the finest eating establishments. Put it in Tupperware um, you know, at
2: night and in the <laughs> in the drawer in the fridge for your cold cuts just and stuff. My, fa- <laughs> my favorite uh it's like it's like damn it people do you want
1: ants this is how you get ants yeah. from uh, Archer. Archer. <laughs> this is that. It's a great this show. That, do you
2: want ants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice.
1: <laughs> so that one. So so I think I think Mike, you said you might have one other one.
2: I do. I do. And and here is another watch that I think I wrote about this on Risk Game like a couple like a year or more ago. And I remember seeing this watch debut because there was a steel version and I thought it looked very good in steel. But I'm gonna send it to you guys while I'm talking so you can click on it and see if you remember this. Um, because it went in and out pretty quickly, because of course it wasn't very uh, popular and I think it had, you know, problems. Of course it did. Oh, so I almost bought this one. Yeah. So, so Hamilton came out with a series of these uh, aviation watches with uh, two bezels, like a rotating inner bezel, and kind of asymmetric, like their RAF chronos from the. Um, from the early '70s, and mm-hmm. the ones um, that were like gold—I think they made a green one, a gray one, and a blue one—are anodized. I had a blue one, because I almost bought the blue one, and it's aluminum. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is just like to me was so cool. And these watches, though, were like over a thousand bucks, and now you can find them for like five hundred bucks, and it's very tempting. Um they're real cool. Fun, funny story. I, I think it was like oof, eight or nine years ago, I was down here in Florida at a um, kind of like one of these uh, jewelers that carries like all sorts of like little independent, very high end stuff. And they were an FP Jorn um, retailer. And I didn't know much about them, but I knew they sold them and I wanted to go see some in person, you know, just through the case. And they made this series of watches that were aluminum with like rubber links as well. And Hmm. I think they're worth a lot of money these days, but it was just fascinating for me to see, um, these aluminum watches. And I think they retailed for something like 60 grand. So aluminum, it's kind of a neat material soft unfortunately but um quite a um quite a neat thing so yeah those hamiltons i think are nice they they're not small if i remember they're like uh 41, 41. so but they, you know i tried it on they don't wear huge though yeah the lugs Just that aren't weird really case big, are k shape. yeah
1: they mm. they really they really wear well like i said i i legitimately almost bought
2: legitimately almost bought the blue one that's cool. I so mean, they're, yeah. 100 meters on like a NATO type strap. It's actually a, a pretty fun watch. I mean, if you can take care of it, it's yeah. something different. So, the,
3: the yeah, funny cool. thing too uh, with anodization is that, um, you know, that, that's actually just the electrochemical process. Mm-hmm. And then you get the colors with, with different dyes. So, you know, you could color match anything that you wanted um, just based on the dyes that you use during that that process well buzz you
2: don't have to buy a heat treating oven you can anodize if you'd like
3: you actually can anodize at at home that's um for fun definitely for profit i'm not sure (laughs) um, but there are plenty of hobbyists that 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 do that i i always uh sent I, I have made a lot of parts in previous life and like, you know, uh, Mike six and all, all sorts of, of, uh, swell aluminums. And, uh, yeah, it was like second nature to throw those, uh, anodization notes on they're soft, there's hard anodize. It's, it's a, okay. a world of fun out there.
2: There you go. <laughs> so Evan, you were, you have something else.
0: Yeah, and you know, I can't believe I didn't think about this. We did kind of jump into this pretty quick and I didn't really have that much to think about or that much time to think about this, but I have a watch that kind of fits this category very well that I never ever ever wear. And these guys saw me shuffle through my closet and it's sitting in a bin, but I bought this watch a couple years ago. And if you're talking about very interesting case mm-hmm. materials, why just stick with one when you can have five? In one watch. Uh, and I'm talking about the Gorilla Fastback. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, one of these. Wow. You all can see right here coming in with carbon, titanium, aluminum, ceramic, and they also throw in sapphire. I, I'll, I'll, call it, I'll call that a material, too. I'll, I'll give them a pass on that. Not really, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Headed by the uh, X, what I believe I is one something? of the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, designer from AP.
2: Oh, wait a second, came Evan. out and that's not an inexpensive mm-hmm. watch. The Gorilla Fastback. Yeah,
0: it is shockingly quite inexpensive.
2: It's expensive, I thought. Well, I mean, it's, not, I this it's one, not
0: like a five hundred dollar watch. I paid, I believe, on eBay three hundred and fifty dollars really? for this. And now a we a couple know. years ago.
3: Now we know why that's your favorite forum.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yep, it was a seller. I think when they first started, these watches were fairly... And I think, um, actually, Jack Forster did a piece on Hodinkee about the value proposition of these, which is where I first saw them at. And, you know, back then, they were fairly expensive. Nowadays, they've come out, obviously, they just came out with their new, very interesting take on a modular chronograph. Yeah. And they've also had a few other... And they got the wandering uh, hours the,
1: complication, which is pretty cool. Yeah, the wandering hours. Yeah, yeah. They, they they have some. Yeah.
0: So they're definitely going up market. There, they've kind of found their niche, and they're kind of going a little bit up market from that. And I think they should. That's a very interesting brand. It's got a good design. Okay, language behind. So it. So I'm looking at some of these original ones, and it looks like
2: they retailed for like 11.50, but now I don't know why. Like they're, you know. Twenty-five or twenty-five hundred or three thousand or something like that. So I don't know. Did they change something to them, or did they sort of do a in the in the initial releases? Oh, eight hundred and eighty dollars in the beginning. Maybe they've put different movements in or something. But yeah, it's kind
0: of a I neat do, one. I do
1: think they changed their movements.
0: Okay. Yeah, this one's definitely some. I think it's a mute yeah. In this one. So how come you never wear it? Just because. We all do that. Really, really big, yeah, and very yellow. Um, obviously, I have a forty-four mil pan right, but that you know, from wearing that, it seems to fit fairly, fairly fine. You guys will obviously try them on. You know, they fit a little bit smaller than some people might think. But this one, I—I I forget what the actual sizing is on it. And I have a seven and a half inch wrist, so I mean, for the most part, I can pull off larger watches. Not that I like to, but if I have to, I can. And this one, even for me, seems let's see it. Just a bit too big. You know, if I
2: could make a suggestion, I think you should like throw it on like a darker strap or something. That might actually help uh, bring the size down a little bit.
0: I think that's a good point too. It came with a, it came obviously with the yellow and I bought it used, so I didn't really have that much choice in the colorway. I just saw it and I saw a good deal on it and I went for it. But uh, it came with a black leather strap as well. But then again, I don't think I would ever want to wear this on a leather strap. Yeah. The only times I've ever worn this are at the gym and if I go on a bike ride. It's neat, though. And obviously, I have not been doing much of those lately. So. I've
2: not. I, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who owns one of those. So this is a, uh, it's an interesting point you've brought up here.
0: Yeah. Saw it on the value proposition, was scrolling through eBay one day, and the seller had it for sale. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. This was early on too. This was a couple of years ago when I bought this, so it was a uh,
2: it was a while ago. Yeah, seller who stole it. Yeah, from Somebody put it on eBay, right? No, okay. <laughs> yeah, burner <laughs> account.
1: That's cool. No feedback.
2: Yeah, that's like the sandwich. <laughs> no the yeah. sandwich of materials uh, watch, right? So that's all yes. of them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you can't choose. Get a gorilla. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're they're interesting. Look like. Are they like the, I mean, they're not lightweight, they're not perfect, but like if you're talking about like a really unique design with a bunch of materials, it's, it's, I don't know anybody who's doing that much like that. I mean, they are very loud watches, a lot of use of color, but uh,
2: they remind me, they're they're cool. They remind me a little bit of um, what the heck was that brand? Seven Friday or something.
1: Yep. These aren't
2: skeleton looking, (laughs) but kind of that, they're square, squarish, rounded, but very bold. But um, yeah, yeah, they've they've made it though, right? They've been around for a while. They clearly have a following. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. Good that's deal that's too. Three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. can't yeah. lose. Yeah. And you own said watch. Yeah, absolutely. Got to rock that thing.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll wear it tomorrow. Nice first day of school watch. (laughs) Uh, I know I won't,
1: but I can I can hope so. Yeah. Well, I think we covered we covered a lot of unique materials. Yeah. We even got some cheese in. We even got food in. Yeah, you got Uh, food in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah do what we could silver watch mike still hasn't
2: tarnished by the way still not tarnished yeah Yeah. still not tarnished
1: (laughs) in an hour and almost hour and 20 minutes and still hasn't tarnished on this episode um which is impressive no i mean it obviously we've all seen that one i i think my personal favorite is the pink suede strap oh yeah that thing with the gray dial taupe gray whatever it's a it's a strap monster it, um,
2: for sure. it, yeah, it is you just got to choose the right one but i've really enjoyed this green uh tropic style strap i mean i have only worn it on that and you know down here in florida and you guys i know we're talking summer straps last time but this has really been comfy and no mm-hmm. well, i'm impressed with it i really am and um i'm glad it hasn't tarnished at all so i didn't have to eat crow but I said I wasn't going to baby it, and I've taken it everywhere. So, um, they did a good job, I think. So there you go. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a pretty good way to round out our materials conversation. Mike, always a pleasure to have you on. Um, you and you and our buddy Bro Dinky are the the two most uh, most frequent guests. Wow, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I feel honored. Uh, yeah, I and I'm I'm glad that we're actually drinking in a normal hour to be drinking at uh with, with you here stateside. On so Sunday, normally we have to on a up Sunday like, night. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you're ready
3: for work on Monday.
1: <laughs> but uh no, it's it's been a pleasure. Uh it was a fun topic. I'm glad we figured that out right before we started recording. Um although we would have had a full episode just at the Fresh Forum finds. Oh yeah. yeah. So, That's true. but uh, you know, we do what we can. It's always fun. All the little asides, always great to hear, always great to uh, get your input. Um and have you on? So thank you so much for uh, for joining us tonight, and uh, we'll catch everybody
2: next week. Thank you. See you. Nice to meet you, Evan. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs>
1: Evan and Evan and Stockton met each other tonight. Finally, it actually happened. All right, Buzz. Wanna... it was a good first time meeting episode. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. We had a good time. All right, Buzzy. One more time. <laughs> See you.
3: Listening to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches Podcast. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are enthusiasts, not experts, so don't at us. But you can find us on Instagram at whiskey.and.watches.podcast. Also, visit our website at zeitswatches.com. Zeitz is spelled Z-E-I-T.